welcome in to this episode, ladies. We hope that this podcast just provides you a little segment of time out of your day for peace and rest and to restore your mind and your body and your soul and your spirit as you journey forth each day. And we're just so excited that you joined us to listen. We hope you enjoy. Let's just get right in there. Welcome back, ladies. We're so glad to have you. We're so glad to have listeners. Thank you for each one of you that is joining us now. And through the past several months, we've noticed that our listeners are growing a little bit. And of course, we're not in it for the numbers. We would do it if our listener was just one of you ladies out there. That's what our heart is, is to help disciple you and help foster a relationship with Christ with you but for the ladies that are joining in we just thank you for giving us your time because we know it's one of the most precious commodities we have here and so we just thank you for that um Abby and I have been working really hard on a really special gift for those of you that we've encountered that have requested a care package um for this Christmas season coming up and we've been spending some time together today just pouring our hearts out Um, in the pages for you guys and we're really excited for you to get that and receive that and so that's coming soon for any of you that have gotten a care package from us Um, but so as we're working on this things happen of course in our lives as well because we're just humans living things are happening to our children and um, Abby had an encounter this week and she just really wanted to share um, what defines us and where our identity really comes from and so I'll I'll let her kind of take the reins once again and, and share with you guys what the Lord's impressed on her heart but um I just want to encourage each one of you that um this word these words are for every single one of you and that um you don't have to be important by the world's standards to be important to Christ and that the word is for you, that he wants you to hear it and know that you're loved and that he sees you right where you are. Amen. <laughs> um, yeah, we did have kind of a um, incident this week. Uh, my daughter is in college and had just one of those social interactions with a couple of guys at a um, bus stop waiting to go to get her car um, that really shook her. And you know, it just, for me as a mom, you see these incidents and it's so easy when you're not the victim to be able to identify, oh, well, that's a lie. And yet for her, there was just enough truth in some of the things that they said that it made her question if what they were saying was the truth over her. And it really kind of shook the ground underneath her. And it, for me, You know, it feels like everyone has a moment in their lives where something, for lack of a better word, I know it's overused, but it's bullying them. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's telling them who they are. It's trying to speak something over them. It's trying to convince them of something. And it's always seemingly based in some type of fear, fear of not being enough, fear of lack, um, 
fear of some kind of insecurity. And so that's really where my heart was when I was thinking about this. I was just, you know, in that place of first mama bear where you literally want to hunt down some people and run them over with your car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And then yet trying to like, okay, that's not the love of God. Mm -hmm. You know, they are broken too. And there's something missing in them that they would feel like it was okay to make these kind of blanket statements over somebody they don't even know and be hateful and ugly. That's the ugliness in their heart. And yet, you know, it also identifies the lies that so many people believe about themselves and about others um and it's it's no wonder as a society we are in such an identity crisis um we have such an uh uh, onslaught of people trying to find themselves and trying to um, do something that proves their value to the world um we're very much performance driven as a society it's about you know the clothes that you wear the car that you drive the job that you have the education level that you're at how much money you have in the bank and the truth is is that none of those are our identities none of those things none of those accomplishments um nothing that we could do or not do would keep us from the love of god um the word says that nothing can separate us from his love and he calls us his beloved Mm -hmm. that is the truth over us that is our identity that we were created to be loved by god that we were created to be known by him and to experience his love in a way that transforms us that we could rest in a place that we're not striving to earn anything we are fully accepting that love and walking in that love. And you know, it's funny as an earthly standard, but you can look at someone who is in a healthy relationship, um, healthy uh, families where the parents are supportive of the child, um, healthy marriages where the wife and the husband are in unity and both know that they are loved and adored. Um, a healthy work relationship where you are appreciated and compensated and rewarded. There is a confidence that comes when you encounter people who are loved well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a peace and a strength in that, that that is on them where they're no longer in a place of trying to prove anything. Mm-hmm. They're simply enjoying. Mm-hmm. They're enjoying what they do for a living. They're enjoying their children or their grandchildren and their childhood. They're enjoying um, their marriage, the relationship, the friendship. Like, there is such a marked difference in those who have lived in those deficiencies and those lies. Mm -hmm. And it just got me to thinking this week. I even shared this with a middle school group and talked about identity with them. And it touched a chord in them. I could tell there were several that were, were very moved emotionally. Um, And I think it it strikes a chord in all of us because whether it be childhood lie that a parent or a teacher or a loved one spoke over us, something that we did wrong, a mistake that we made, a deficiency somehow, maybe we dropped something, made a mess. Um, I remember a friend sharing one time that she would get full anxiety about cooking and finally realized at one point it was because every time she went in the kitchen, it upset her mom. Her mom loved a very clean kitchen. She was very possessive of her kitchen. And anytime that she cooked, she was a creative cook. She was a fabulous cook. 
Um, but every time as a child, when she walked into her kitchen and started to cook, her mo- in her mother's eyes, she just made a mess. Mm-hmm. And so she put so much on the, the priority of her kitchen cleanliness that she stole from the identity of her daughter. And her, da- her daughter in- into adulthood as a mother herself was still dealing with the anxiety I'm a messy person because I'm a messy cook and had to literally forgive her mom and walk through. And so it just goes to show you the lies that the enemy, the assignments of the lies from early on in our lives. And then it seems like he never fails to provide a bully of some sort to come along and reaffirm that lie to say to us, you're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not young enough. You know, I remember... At one point in my life, confessing and saying, you know, I went for most of my childhood and not ever being enough. And then at some point into adulthood, I was too much for people. Mm-hmm. When did I miss my sweet spot? Mm-hmm. There had to be a moment <laughs> where I was no longer, you know, not enough. But before I got to, you're too much. Surely there was like 10 seconds of you're perfect in there somewhere, right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Was I napping? Like, what was I doing near that sweet spot, you know? But it seems to me that's the lies over us. It's always what the enemy does. Mm -hmm. The accusations that come through people of taking one look and assessing our value Mm -hmm. at a surface level. Taking, you know, a mistake that we made, a bad choice, uh, something out of an emotional wound. And make it up a whole dialogue and a whole story. And sometimes they're so kind as to share it with us. Mm -hmm. um, As those two young men did with my daughter this week. And in hearing those things, there was just enough truth in some of what was said that it attacked her identity. She felt the equilibrium of her confidence being shaken. And it made her start to question. And then what made me so happy going from the mama bear you know mode of let's run them down Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) to okay I'm just going to be quiet because it seemed like in moments there was nothing I could say that would bring her peace or Mm -hmm. like hit the mark because I'm mom Mm -hmm. and she know you know but my youngest rose up and kind of like this indignant like how dare you believe that lie and just began to pour into her the truth of what God says about her and share with her the moments of character that my daughter has walked and lived that reveal the heart of who she really is. Mm-hmm. Remember when you did this, that's who you really are. Mm-hmm. That's the truth over you. Mm-hmm. Remember when you said this to me, that's that's the sister I know and love. That's who you are. And those idiots don't get to decide who you are from a 10 second interaction and what they see no Mm ma'am and then so then there was this like pride of like oh oh thank goodness Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and I think that that's what the Lord does when we remember Mm -hmm. wait a minute why am I spiraling Mm -hmm. out of this ugly person at the laundromat or Mm -hmm. out of this mean boss or this Mm -hmm. toxic relationship that I've already known I need to leave like why am I allowing And I just want to remind everyone, you know, when Jesus was here, he was ironically talking to the disciples about a lot of the the leaven of the Pharisees throughout his his teachings. He was not only teaching and telling parables about the love of God, but he was warning them about being religious and the leaven of the Pharisees. And he was, you know, 
the only ones he ever showed anger to were the religious. And in one of these moments and interactions where he's trying to show the love of God to someone and the Pharisees are there with judgment and how dare he, who does he think he is? Of course, we know Jesus is a measure of truth. Mm -hmm. He is the only truth. Mm -hmm. And that should be the source of our identity. But Jesus says to them, you are the children of your father, the devil. And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Mm-hmm. And that's in John 8, 44 through, well, 44. And I just thought, you know, if we remember the source of those lies, mm-hmm. if we remember who we are dealing with, that... He can't tell the truth to save his neck. Yeah. Never could. He's a murderer. He His heart is for your destruction. His heart is to steal from what God says of you and the truth over you and to take from you that identity. Because if you truly walk in the love of God and you know your identity, you are a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. You are a um, weapon in the hands of God. And you will do damage to his kingdom of darkness. You will take down every stronghold and every lie. And the Bible does instruct us to identify those lies and to take them hostage and to nail them on the cross of the truth of who God says we are. That is, we are directed and told to do that. It is a active warfare for us sometimes when we're, especially when we're in seasons where God is, is uh, blessing us, where he's calling us to a deeper understanding where he's using us to fulfill some call or some ministry it seems like that becomes the time where the enemy's like let's like just like with my daughter let's shake her tree a little bit let's uh, attack who she thinks that she is you know it's literally like you know someone's telling you to sit down and shut up who do you think you are and before we become obedient to that voice we need to identify the voice itself like that I would that would be my biggest challenge if you feel an onslaught to your mind if you feel like you're weary from a battle take hold the thoughts take them captive Mm -hmm. and review them against the truth of who God says you are yeah and if they are not lining up with who he says you are then you reject them. Mm-hmm. You nail them to the cross. No, 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 devil. I'm not going down this rabbit hole with you. Yeah. I am redeemed. I am loved by God. He says that I am his beloved. I am the apple of his eye. I am the first and not the last. I am the head and not the tail. I, because he overcame, I can overcome. I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb, the word of my testimony. Mm-hmm. He has good things for me. Things not to harm me, but to bless me, to give a hope and a future I am not accepting this lie. I am not accepting this as the truth over me. Mm-hmm. Even if we make a mistake, right. that mistake is not our identity. And just in the same token, even if we get everything 100% right, this is not about us earning or striving yes. or deserving. Yes. We can't lose this love. Because we never earned it. We never deserved it to begin with. Yeah. It is a gift. It is something we choose every day. I choose to walk in the love of Jesus Christ over my life. Mm -hmm. I choose to believe what his word says over me, that he loves me and that he has a purpose and a plan for me. I choose to be loved well by the Father 
and that my life would be an outpouring as his child. And when we rest and we live in the relationship of that love, everything that we do is in communion with his spirit. And so we can't tolerate truth or we, I'm sorry, we can't tolerate the lies, the truth in us and through us is offensive to the lie. Mm -hmm. Like we get offended when we hear something because we are so full of his spirit and walking in communion with him. We immediately identify it. Like, no, I'm not believing. Just like what happened in my living room with my youngest daughter. She heard what her sister was confessing and it offended her. Mm -hmm. She had a righteous indignation rise up like, no, that is a lie. Mm -hmm. That is not the truth over you. That is not who you are. And Mm -hmm. she spoke that back to her sister when she needed the most. And I would say that is what our ministry is all about. That's what Mm -hmm. Whispers of Hope. It's what this podcast is, what everything that we're doing is to be that sister who when you're at your lowest moment, when you've had a battle and hell has been raging against you, we hold the light of truth up and we say, no, sister, that is not who you are. That is not the truth over you. You need to remember whose you are. You need to remember that Jesus died for you and he overcame death, hell, and the grave. He resurrected. He overcame so that you can be the overcomer and you are an overcomer. And your identity is in him alone as his child. You, my sister, are his beloved. segment I really wanted to touch on the power of putting a name to the emotions you're feeling it sounds so simple and it sounds and feels a little bit silly but when you have all of these undealt with emotions just stored up in your mind and in your body and they have nowhere to go because you can't process through them One of the things that I learned was just how powerful it is to put a name to what you're feeling. And um, that can start small. If you're having a moment that you feel really, really overwhelmed and you're able to seek some solitude, get alone, separate out from the chaos, Get a piece of paper and just putting down out of your head and onto paper words that describe the way that you feel. Then once you have it down, allow yourself to feel whatever that emotion is. And once again, that may sound extremely basic, but for someone that carries trauma, One of the characteristics is that a lot of times when these big feelings come, we push them to the side, pretending that they're not there. We numb out somatically with our bodies so that we don't have to feel whatever emotion that is. So seeing it written down, putting a name to what you're 
body is trying to feel. Allow yourself to feel it. And once you've allowed yourself to process through that, um, and hey, it may not be like a one minute thing. It could be 15, 20 minutes if you need a good cry or, you know, something along that nature. Um, and just allow yourself to get it out. And that can be hard. Um, and it may not come easily. It may not come the first time that you try to do this. Um, but even in trying, it's not, it's not all for naught if you don't feel like you just have this huge emotional breakthrough when you're done. It's a process. It's baby steps that it takes to get to your healing. And, um, so allowing yourself to feel the emotions. And then this is the biggest one. Once you've felt the feelings, moving on. And sometimes once again, I know it sounds basic, but sometimes in the moving on step, it helps to even, you know, you've got some post-it notes, write those feeling words down on post-it notes, rip them up and throw them away, um, or destroy them by some method. Even if it's as simple as just erasing the words off the page, whatever it looks like for you, um, but creating a physical, visual, way that you're moving on from those emotions and then um it's not a once and done thing just like you know um unfortunately I have a planet fitness membership and whenever I first um got out of my situation my go-to coping mechanism was running Um, and I ran a lot. I ran every day for over five years. Um, lost a lot of weight, got in really good shape in that season. Um, and then I ran out of, because my motivation was all the pain and the anger that I had stored up in my body. When I ran through all that, I lost my will to do that. So now I have this Planet Fitness membership And really, it looks like I go more like once a month. Well, I'm not going to get the desired results if I only let myself show up in the building of Planet Fitness once a month. It's the same concept with our mental health. And if you only show up for yourself one day a month to try to make progress, it's better than nothing. Um, But... Being, being consistent is going to be the key in getting your breakthrough and getting the healing that you want. So um, give yourself grace, of course, but remember, at least try to do it about once a week so that you're not backlogged. So it's like um, unplugging the drain of a bathtub and letting all of that go. So um, give it a try. That's a wrap, my friends. 
I hope that as the holiday season approaches with Thanksgiving and Christmas and everything that goes on all around them, that you are so surrounded by love and that it's encouraging to you and that you know your value this season. And if you are a lady that has requested a care package from us, we can't wait for you to get your Christmas treasures. And we just wish you all of the love and happiness that this season is supposed to bring. If you need help, if you're a woman that needs resources this holiday season, feel free to reach out to us through our email or contact us area on our um, website through social media or however um, you have a method to contact us and we can't wait to hear from you and we just hope that you're blessed in this week's to come and we'll just be praying blessings over you and we anticipate just joy unspeakable over your lives.